All right, guys, welcome back to the Journey Podcast. Who I have on today is a special guest. His name is Ashton Clark. He joined our program, I think, I don't even remember how long ago. It was probably like five or six months ago. Um, he originally came through because he saw an interview that I did with my good friend Trey, and he was looking into business mentorships. He saw that interview. I decided to hop on with PTBI, and I won't lie, when we first got in contact with Ashton, we didn't feel very confident just because Ashton was giving us kind of flaky vibes and he'll probably, he'll probably admit to it at this point too, but he ended up closing. He joined the program and the dude took off like no other. I have never seen someone work so freaking hard and hustle so much. And he set a really, really incredible example for the students inside of PTBI just by showing them how freaking like how much time you need to put into your business in order to be really be successful. Now, I don't know too much about Ashton's before story. That's what we're going to dive into today on this call. But I do know that he comes from humble beginnings. And when I mean humble beginnings, I mean that he's a very young person with a lot of responsibility on his plate financially. And he has thanked me over and over again for PTBI for absolutely changing his life. Uh, his highest grossing month has been 7K, which is freaking damn awesome. Uh, but now he's at the point to where he has graduated from PTBI. He's moved on to bigger and better programs, which is amazing. Uh, but before he gets too crazy, too high up there, I do want to bring him in and interview his uh, experience inside PTBI and what he's learned. So Ashton, thank you so much for being here, man. I really, really appreciate it. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about you know, who you are, where you're from, and we can go ahead and dive into your story shortly after that. Sweet. Thank you, bro. So my name is Ashton. I'm originally from Modesto, California, but I currently live in Merced. Um, like Zach said, I came across his program, honestly, by accident, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I was driving from the gym and I saw a trade's testimonial video and I felt like you were talking to me, which was kind of wild. Like I'm just going on this, I'm just driving, listening to this little testimonial. I'm like, who is this dude? So then that's when I reached out to you. Um, and it's funny how you said that I seem iffy or whatever, because on the sales call with Kevin, I straight up told him, I was like, I'm a hot lead, bro. Like, don't, don't sleep on me. I'm a hot lead. And he started laughing and he's probably like, I've heard that a thousand times, but I was like, nah, I'm a hot lead. And then I remember like a day or two later, I went and got some new phones and you responded to that story. And I was like laughing about it. Cause I was like, ah, oh, this dude probably thinks like, I'm not going to sign, but I'm out here buying phones. And then later that day, I believe I signed with you, but yeah, dude. So that's basically where I'm from. Um, I currently live in Merced, like I said, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll talk as more as the questions come. Yeah, absolutely, man. So since joining PTBI, you have started your business. I think how many clients have you worked with since starting with us? Because I feel like you've always had a, a roster of at least 30 to 40 clients on, on at a time. Do you know the exact number of how many clients you've worked with since, since working with us? Um, I don't know the exact number, um, but I know for a fact it's at least in the last five months, at least 50 to 60. Um, and before joining with you, I only had like, I would say five clients. Like it was just five clients at that. That's crazy, man. So from five clients to 50 to 60 within the last five months is, is absolutely insane. So um, now let's talk about the before story. So like before PTBI, I remember that you were talking to me, you had these Facebook ads set up and you're running running paid traffic to a funnel and trying to sell these $50 programs and you know you're pretty much down and out man I think you were saying that like you've tried everything you've you've had moments where you were like on the foot of your bed like absolute breakdown mode so 
tell me about the Ashton before, you know, PTBI. Who was that person? What was that experience like? And what were you doing? Yeah, dude. So I remember um, before I started Facebook ads, right? This was, so what's crazy is that I say this so much to myself and I say it a lot to my girlfriend. Um, COVID is such a blessing in disguise because before COVID hit, I was, I was the assistant manager at T-Mobile. And then after that, I was just a Lyft driver. And then from being a Lyft driver, I was like, okay, I kind of need a job. Um, so I went and became a sales rep for a fire sprinkler company. And I remember, dude, during that time, I was okay with working a regular nine to five. And as long as I got the weekends off, I was happy. Like, I was like, I don't care. You know, I'm done. Basically, I was like, as long as I get the weekends off, I can be happy. And at that point, like, dude, I was pretty like gone mentally. Like I just didn't care. I was just going with the flow. Like I didn't know what I wanted to be. If I wanted to be a police officer, join the Marines. I had my certification as a personal trainer, but I never really went into it. Um, but then the COVID hit and then I got into drop shipping. And then drop shipping is when basically you, you buy products from China, you ship it and you sell it online through Shopify and you run Facebook ads. So I was doing that for a year. And then um, I was like, well, shit, I run all these Facebook ads. I might as well try my personal training. So then after that, I started running ads for online coaching. And I, don't, I didn't sign a single client in like two months worth of running ads. And because I thought it was just as simple as, you know, putting an ad on, um, building a funnel, people watching a webinar, and then you, they just sign leads. Like I thought it was just going to come like that. And I remember I would get some, like, I would say 77, not seven, uh, 0.7% CTR. So I was like, okay, maybe there's something going on, but no one would want to sign up. No one really cared. And then I remember like, I was like, fuck, where am I going to get these clients from? So then I started like training people that I knew for like 50 bucks. Um, some of them were even free. And then, like I said, I came across your, uh, you through Trey. And then I was like, yo, who is this dude? So then that's when I reached out and then it's been freaking butterflies ever since. <laughs> dude, so what exactly, if you were to look back at your strategy with Facebook ads, or if you were to tell a coach who's just setting out that they think their answer is Facebook ads, where do you think you were going wrong before? And you know, what, how does it differ from what you're doing now? Cause you went from zero to 50 to 60 clients. Yeah. Right. Um, the biggest issue is I, I truly believe like you have to build that connection. Like who, who the hell are you to be running ads talking about myself to be running ads and like, someone's just going to be like, oh, okay, sure. Like, yeah, I'll sign with you. Like, there's no social proof. There's no background. Like they didn't have no link to my Instagram. And when I was having an Instagram, it was just some douchebag page, like regular dude. And then, um, so they were just like, who the hell is this guy? Like, how can I trust this guy? So then after that, when I signed with you, I started to realize social proof is where it's at. You know, like people need to trust you. You need to start building knowledge, you know, giving them, you know, just juicy advice. And then people, you still got to do outreach and stuff and like get people in, but it's a lot, it's a lot better than ads. That's for sure. Cause if you just sit there and wait, it's not going to happen. Like you, you got to get out there and get your hands dirty. I, I feel like a lot of people who are starting out without the mentorship uh, have that impression. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen is that I was going to, you know, tell people I was taking on clients and then just wait for them to come into the door. And, and you know, that, that usually never works, but you know, back when you were struggling to get this thing figured out on your own, did you ever think about quitting? Did you ever think that, you know, maybe coaching or the entrepreneur space wasn't for you? Yeah. Hundreds of times, maybe even like all the time, dude. Like there was nights, bro, when I'm just like in major L's like loss. And I'm just like, 
why like what is there to do you know there's there's times where i would ask myself like what was i even like brought on this earth to be like i was meant to fail like because of the background i come from um nobody in my family are entrepreneurs they don't know about this you know when you say entrepreneur in my family they say it in a funny way like it's a joke um so when i was going down this path and nothing was working i was just like well then i'm just destined to fail like there's really nothing else for me um but i don't know i felt like drop shipping even though it was a major l and i lost a lot of money it taught me to not give up because in drop shipping dude it's a big l like it's terrible um and so when i was going through that it taught me to have tough skin like it's okay to cry like i'm gonna cry um when i'm losing but i'm not gonna give up like i'll show my emotions but at the end of the day like quitting is not an option anymore but at the time there was hell of times dude where i was just like fuck bro like so in those moments where you thought about well, you didn't think about quitting, but in those moments where you take those L's and you, and you have those cries, what exactly got you through those moments? Like, was there a thought pattern that you, you kept, something you kept telling yourself? Was there someone in your corner who was supporting you? Like in the darkest moments, like how did you pull yourself out? Well, for one, my girlfriend, she was there through it all. But um, there was times where it was like, I had to do it. Like something was telling me in the back of my head, you have to like no matter what like you have to keep going like because it's either this or you just go back to where you were so i was like dude i just have to do this like i have to fail miserably to the point where it's like there's no other option for me to know like okay well shit i guess i gotta go back because i felt like there was way more selling to do before i even wanted to give up damn that's i freaking love that man yeah dude i i just i i couldn't I just couldn't like I was straight up there was days bro where I was just on autopilot like not even awake like I'm awake but mentally I was done like drained just doing everything still but yeah dude there was hella times but shout out to my girlfriend yeah where do you think you got that mentality from just my background bro like I've came from nothing there was days where you know coming home from the I remember this day I came home from the movies bro such a crazy story so I can't I was at the movies when I was a freshman year freshman year I was at the movies with my friends and my friend drops me off at my house, whatever. I lived in the ghetto in Modesto. And I remember my electricity got cut off. There's candles already there. We already had specific candles when we knew electricity was going to get cut off. And we had someone who lived in a trailer behind our house in our backyard. That person old deed off drugs. So there's a dead body in my front yard and there's no electricity in my house. And so there was moments like that bro like we're up, I was homeless at some point me and my mom and my brothers we lost our home when I was 16 we had to go live with my sister there was like 10 of us in a four bedroom she had her own family too at the time um and so from there being homeless we moved to a two-bedroom in Waterford where it was like six of us and in a two-bedroom I think four of us were sleeping in the living room and then like bro like moments like that like I think about that a lot where I just, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to go back to that life. Nope. No way. Like, fuck no. And there's times where I will never let my children ever even breathe that type of air that I breathe. So I, yeah, I don't know. I It's just, um, coming from that background, that's what keeps me going, bro. Like I just, I have to. Absolutely, man. And you know, I'm going to go out on a whim and, and assume that when you probably were looking at the investment for PTBI, it would, it probably was like, you're looking over an edge almost. It's not like you have this like huge net safety cushion 
uh, cash, you're probably taking a risk out on yourself and be like, okay, I'm going out on a whim on this. So like, why did you say yes? You know, what, what was going on in your mind and like, how, like, how were you pulling together the resources to get in? Oh, dude. So crazy ass story. So when I signed with you, right, it was either sign with you or because I just paid all my bills. So I had a month, dude, a month to get my next month's bills. It was either sign with you or use that to save for my next month's bills. On top of that, I was on unemployment. So I was trying to build this business while sitting on unemployment. When I signed with you, I had no money and my unemployment ends. I had that security. So if I were to sign with you, the unemployment can pay my bills. Unemployment ends literally the next week. I had no funds at all. So bro, it was like a make or break with you. But it was when, when I talked to you, something was telling me if you don't do it, you won't know. Like I was watching all your testimonials for weeks, bro. Like I was watching everyone's testimonials and like hearing their stories and stuff. And I was like, I have to do this because I don't want to live my life knowing I didn't do this. And then it took a lot of convincing talking to my girlfriend about it because like she was on the edge. We thought you were a scam to be quite honest, but I was like, I need to find out. Like Trey had you on his uh, testimonial. So I'm like, dude, like, but that's normal for anyone to think that, you know, like too good to be true. You might be a scam. Obviously you're not. But um, in the moment I was like, fuck, like I, I just have to do this. Like, and if it, if he takes it, screw it. If it takes it a run, then I, le- I learned from it. But I was like, I have to fucking do this. So then pull the trigger. And then the next month, bro, my first month with you, I think I racked in like five or six K. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, God, there were so many moments of the last four months where I, I remember you texting me and you're like, dude, I just pulled in 1300 here sitting on my bed and I'm crying because like, you know, I, I, I'm not used to this and I can't, like, I can't even count on, I can't even count on both hands how many times you've texted me messages like that. It's, it's fucking incredible. But so you joined PTBI you're diving into the material what do you because you were you were one of the few people who really hit the ground running and got results really fast what piece of information did you consume within that first month that just clicked and helped you hit your first 5k month bro outreach outreach is like my bread and butter um because a lot of a lot of coaches they're blessed with a lot of inbound leads lucky but um me bro my first month I had nothing like I literally had like six pictures on my page and so I needed to post every day um you talk about imposter syndrome that I preach to this day to anyone bro like imposter syndrome is insanely real and I talk about that so much and I had it so bad so then after that I was like dude like I'm just gonna put my my blinders on and just go straight and then you know, you started preaching about a whole bunch of stuff in the course. And then I was like, dude, I started implementing it. The, so I know life your course. I went through all the, the stuff within like the first three or four days, just up to like three or four in the morning, watching everything. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna knock this out. And then by my second week, I'm just going to freaking zone in. And then I zoned in bro. And I remember I was sending out like hundred to 150 messages a day, bro. Like I won't sleep until I book a call. Um, I was hustling, bro, hustling straight up. Like I was, it was not no walk in the park. Like if I would not, you're, I would tell myself, you're not allowed to sleep until you get a call. There would be two, it would be two in the morning, bro. And I'm messaging people and they're like, why are you up? And I'm like, why aren't you on a, on a call? You know, like, let's just go. And so then every day, dude, 
if I didn't get a single call booked, I wouldn't go to sleep. I'm going to be right there. Like someone's going to respond, bro. Someone's up. So I'm going to freaking message until I get that call. So yeah, dude, that's what happened is just freaking, I went through the course and then I turned my blinders on. Dude, I think that mentality is something that not a lot of people talk about. Literally saying, I am not going to go to sleep until I book a call. Yeah, right? dude. Most people are like, I'm going to send out 20 to 30 messages and hopefully that works, right? I sent 95 yesterday. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. We need, we need to get you a VA, by the way. I know. Uh, definitely <laughs> time to do that. But let's talk about the first sale. Like the first time you're up till two in the morning, sending out your messages, you get your first call and then you get your first sale. I'm assuming that your first few sales probably weren't people that you knew. They were probably complete strangers online. So what did that, what did that feel like? Did like be in it your first week, you get your first sale and you're like, holy shit, this works. It was wild, dude. I'll never forget. Um, it was actually a client from, I believe Sweden, bro. Sweden or she was in a whole different country. Um, and it was like, whole different time zone whatever and I closed her on a one-time sell it wasn't a program it was a, a very it was a down sell but um I remember closing her and then I remember that week actually that was my first week of selling I actually hit 1100 so my first week of grinding that the first no the first week was nothing the second week is when everyone started responding and the, the call started booking right the momentum started then that week I closed I think four or five clients I hit 1100 and then I remember like just sitting there, bro. Um, I, I hella cried to be honest. Like, I was crying. I was like, holy shit, what the hell just happened? Like, cause it's just surreal. You know, like I was making 1600 to 2000 in a month working for somebody else. And I, I remember I was like, holy shit, I just popped this out in a week and it was freaking nuts, dude. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. And, um, so where, where are things looking now? Like, Obviously, you've had these months to where, you know, you have financial abundance. You have also told me that financially in your household, you take care of all the bills for your family. You're able to alleviate that stress and take those, that stress off their shoulders. What, is that, what does it feel like? Is it something that you feel like you've gotten used to? Is it something that you think you'll forever be grateful for? Like having this financial abundance now and the ability to generate income, you, you don't have a money problem anymore. Like you will never have a money problem again in your life. So long as you hustle, what does that feel like? It's surreal. I don't think I'll ever get used to it. Um, just because like, like I said, the background we came from, it was a, uh, I don't know if the bills are going to get paid uh, type of feeling. Like there's moments where my mom, she'll hand me the electricity bill, like closed. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, give me that shit. And it's like a $600 bill. And I'm like, okay, like relax. Like I'm gonna pay this. Don't worry about it. Like this is going to get paid. And then so like, there's still moments because, um, they honestly speaking, don't know how much I make. I don't want them to know. Um, I just tell them, you know, give me the bills. Don't ever worry about bills ever again. Um, but you know, don't worry about my income. Just I'm gonna pay all these bills. Don't worry about it. Um, and so like, it's surreal, dude. Like, it's honestly like, because I don't know, it's just, it's weird, bro. It's, it's a weird feeling to be quite honest with you. Um, and it's only up from here, bro. Like, honestly speaking, like this year, I'm going to hit, it's not a, you know, if I'm going to hit my first month to get to six figures, yep. if that makes sense. Right. Yep. Um, so like this year, for sure, I'm going to hit my first 10 K to 15 K month. I know for a fact, I got the formula down. Everything's done. It's just put in action and get in hustle mode and it's hustle mode. I have like six calls today. And then, so it's like, 
I'm in the vortex, bro. Like straight up vortex, like fuck everybody. And so I'm in the vortex right now. And so, but yeah, dude, honestly, I'm kind of scared for next year. <laughs> I'm stoked for next year, man. It's going to be, it's going to be sick. Um, yeah. So I have two questions for you, man. So you grew up in Merced, right? I grew up in Modesto. Modesto, Merced, Modesto. Who fucking cares, right? Honestly, it's, <laughs> it's the armpit of California. And if you're from California, you know what I'm talking about. And for yeah. people who are, you know, outside of California, Modesto is, you know, in the Central Valley. It's not near any major city. It's not a city that like really cares about their health. Um, and so like, what is it like to have a successful fitness business in a city that isn't exactly conducive to your goals? Is that like strange? Was it hard? You know, if people it's are weird. Thinking, yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying it because most people are like, I can't build a fitness business because people don't care about their health here. So like, what would you say to that? I hate hearing that. <laughs> like, honestly, 100%, when I hear that, I'm just like, what? Dude, like, um, honestly, you don't need to sell two people in your city. Like, I have clients all over Canada, all over the U.S. Um, it just comes down to outreach. Like, that's just a, it's just an excuse. It's just a security blanket. Like, when someone says, I can't do it because of this, I can't do it because of that, I'm like, then figure out a way how you can do it. Like, I'm from Merced. And everywhere there's opportunity. Like if I wanted to, I could walk to somebody and like pitch something. Like it's not that hard. Um, but like to own an online business in these type of areas is very strange because so much free time, like you're just everywhere and people are just, you know, I'm always walking around in my gym clothes. People are probably looking at me like, who the fuck is this bum? But I'm like, ah. <laughs> but it's like, it's strange, bro. It's a really strange, strange feeling. I love it though. Good, man. Now, the other question that I had is you being an entrepreneur in your family. I remember you were saying that like, you know, your family doesn't quite understand what you do. Even your brother was like, oh, you can always go get a job still. And you're like, I don't need to go get a job. Like I won't ever need to get a job again. And so like, did you ever try to convince them like what you're doing is like, you know, you could be successful or do you just like keep it to yourself? Like what, what is that like to have a family who, who doesn't quite understand what you're doing? um it sucks it's su they're supportive but it sucks because um they don't know what they're supporting it's more or less okay cool it's not like um how is your business doing all that sort of stuff it's not that type of support it's more or less okay like whatever um they generally don't care to be quite honest um and so when i did hear like when you just mentioned my brother saying, you know, there's always going to be this job here waiting for you, blah, blah, blah. That's what pissed me off. Cause I was like, hold up. Like you, what are you saying? Like, what, why would I need that security? You know, like, fuck that. So then that made me think like, okay, so maybe there's doubt coming from this end of the family, but at the end of the day, bro, I generally do not care what my family thinks. Um, Cause at the end of the day, I'm here for me. Um, it's a very, very selfish world. I'm not selfish. Obviously I pay my family's bills, all that sort of stuff. I love them to death. But if they were to tell me today, to stop and you know go be, go to the marines or become a police officer i would honestly tell them to fuck off like within within an instant like because at the end of the day this is my life this is my life i'm gonna live it how i want to live it ain't nobody gonna tell me otherwise i love it man i love it so what's uh what's next for you i know that you've been working you know pretty solo dolo you just graduated and you started working with kendall you know what's on the horizon for you like what are the goals that you have set what's the plan for the business moving forward 
I want to hire a VA, bro, within the next month. Within the by the end of this month to October, I need to get a VA in here. Um, and then from there, work work in the front lines with my VA to send out outreach. And then I need, I'm going to my goal is to hit the 10 to 15k by this year. That's the overall goal. But in order to do that, I will need to get a VA in here. Um, I'm not looking for an assistant coach anytime soon. I can handle my clients. I love them. But um, I need a VA. That's my biggest goal right now is just to get a VA in here. Um, I'm in the vortex, like I said, so I don't have any plans anywhere else. Um, I'm in my room all day. But overall, getting a VA and hitting my first official 10 to 15K month, that is the overall goal for this year. Now, what advice would you give to someone who is, you know, on their last dollar and they, they want this opportunity, they want to be successful, maybe their parents don't believe in them, you know, maybe they live in a city that's not super entrepreneurial and, you know, they're on, on the edge of their bed and they're like wondering what to do. Like, what would you say to yourself in that situation? Uh, shit, honestly, you you can't do it alone. Like you, there's this mentality of, you know, oh, I did it. I did it. I earned this. This is all me. You know, like some mas masculinity or whatever the word is, you know, like you have to say you did it. You know, I had no help from nobody else. I saw a video yesterday that said, would you rather earn 20 million or be given a hundred million? And someone said, I'd rather earn 20 million because I did it. And the dude was like, well, now you're 80 million broke. So that being said, if someone's at the edge of the bed right now, they only have, you know, one month worth of payment for the program or something, or they, you know, have just enough to pay it up front. Just do it. Because if you don't do it, they're going to be in the same exact situation next month. And then the next month, and then a year goes by and you're like, holy shit, this year just went by. So imagine what you could have done in that year. Had you had a mentor telling you how to make more money. Right. Um, I just had this conversation with a client earlier saying, if you're the year, a year is going to fly you know, time doesn't slow down for us. So would you rather sit here and do the same shit for the next year and be in the same situation next year? Or would you rather take that risk and see where it's going to take you? And honestly speaking, like, that's what people need to start thinking about. People need to stop getting that security, that plan B. They just need to get up and do it. Because honestly, bro, I had a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. And now I just, it's either plan A or fail. Like there is no plan B. Um, so yeah, dude, my biggest advice is you just got to do it. Like, invest in that mentor um yeah dude just they just gotta do it like honestly there is no other way to explain it like people have to do it i love it man yeah. love it. where can the people find you online man where what's what's the uh the social media platform you use the most i'm just on instagram so it's um clark with two k's underscore at ashton clark two awesome. k's underscore ashton yeah awesome man well clark ashton Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you, uh, you being able to uh, share your story, man. It means a ton. Oh, Everybody who's listening, thank you guys so much. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.